welcome to another episode of the Kaaba Vet Chat. It's now November. It's getting dark outside and cold. There are long hours of uh, night, only a few hours of daylight in some parts of Europe. And I'm reporting or uh, recording this year from uh, northern Sweden, where we only have just very few hours of daylight. Not so long ago, there was a um, conference from Mind Matters, um, an organization that is looking into a mental health within the veterinary profession. And as part of this conference, uh, my interviewee tonight gave a presentation, which had the result that everybody who listened to her wanted to know where she works and they all wanted to hire her because they said, well, we need somebody like you and our team. So um, I like to welcome tonight the president of the Estonian Small Animal Veterinary Association, Julia Abram. Hi, Julia. Hello, and Hello. this is my and kid. So, <laughs> you, got, you got some support team there with you. Yes. So who's behind you there? And uh, this is my older daughter, Emilia. Emilia. Hi. hi, Emilia. Can you say something in English? Was kannst du mir dagegen, wie sie gerade sagt? No, bitte. Hi. Hi. Okay. Hi. Hi is already a good start. That's that's most some people are saying in England, and some people don't say much more than that. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, is there someone else in the family? Do you have a brother or a sister as well? Uh, I have a, another daughter, younger one. She's five. And I have two dogs, uh, one husband and two doves. So, two doves? Two doves, yes, white ones. The post doves, I guess, uh, they're called in English. Yeah, dove uh, is called a dove. A dove, dove is, a, yeah. is, a little, is a little pigeon. Mm -hmm. Little pigeon, white pigeon, and uh, I, I, I think that they were uh, released to a, bed, a wedding, and yes. we kind of got one because uh, he was really hungry, and the white doves do not know how to find food in the nature because they are like grown and they die basically like right away, and this dove was just like going around our house, and I was like, I should feed him, and then mm. we ca caught him in a week, and now we have two doves. And okay. uh, yes, so we got the other one as well from uh, so, so where do you keep the doves then at this outside, summer? outside, yeah. and we are pretty a... fine with that. Like, we have a big enclosure for them, my husband and I built. So okay. it's, a, it's a fascinating story, I can tell you someday. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I mean, this is always, um. Uh, uh, when I was in, in, in practice, we were always looking for people who were looking after after wild birds or so. Mm -hmm. So it was not a big problem to treat them in the practice. We always did that happily. But what do you do afterwards with them? And not a lot of people had an aviary. So you have to be very careful sort of if you have a if you have an aviary for the doves, you will soon get more birds. I can foresee that. So Thankfully, haven't been the problem yet. Uh, we have had them for a little bit over a year and no problems. We do have some occasional stray cats taking a look at the doves. Yeah, yeah. So, but I al almost know every cat by name now. I'm just like, ah, you, go away. 
Um, I was talking about this conference that um, uh, Lizzie Lockett from the RBC, I think, was organizing or very organized, mm -hmm. uh, uh, involved with uh, Mind Matters. And I mean, what, what struck me was there were a lot of sort of, uh, yeah, what shall I say, theoretical um, uh, presentations, but yours was was a really practical one because you were giving us ideas and showing us things that you were doing for your co-workers, for your team, just mm -hmm. to surprise them, to make the everyday a different day, to also sort of keep an eye on the sort of mental well-being of your team members. And uh, what was great, it was just a very practical approach. And I think this is sometimes far more important than much theory, what theoretically could be done. And, uh, and so, because you, you did it practically and uh, very creatively. I mean, sort of uh, the people who follow you, hello. <laughs> the people who, who, who follow you know that um, uh, uh, you are a very creative person, so both mm -hmm. with preparing food, but also you are knitting and you clothes and uh, you, you do sometimes interesting things with your hair. You have, uh, have possibilities. Been, someone has been uh, possibilities <laughs> I have. <laughs> so, I was actually wondering about your hair color. Like, how do you get that beautiful blonde? Because I spent a lot of money to get that color. <laughs> it would be nice if it would be blonde. So it's uh, it's not quite blonde, but it's this sort of white side oh. of blonde. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, but sort of. Where does it come from? And, and just tell a little bit more about you. How did you get sort of, how did that start with you with veterinary medicine and then from veterinary medicine into these mm -hmm. ideas? Uh, it, Why are you a... not an artist? Why are you not? Uh... Oh, you are think? <laughs> Funny thing, because I did graduate from an art school and uh, I was kind of uh, thinking of veterinary medicine for a long time because my mother was, was a vet and she she didn't work as a vet. She worked as a, a vet pharmacy manager. And uh, I remember while being a small girl, I went with my mother into the practice and then there was only large animals. And uh, my mother once said, like, would it, would it not be nice if you would go and study veterinary medicine? I was like, Jin. and that was all I thought about. But I, like you said, I am a creative person. So I graduated from the art school and then I had kind of possibilities, either go to veterinary medicine or to the um, art school. Mm. And I was really practical in my thinking because all the exams I took, I took for veterinary medicine, but you always have to have this second plan in mind, mm. just like, you know, cover your butt. Yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to go to art school's tryouts and they were four days. So I was like, who has time for that? And went into the veterinary medicine. And uh, I kind of thought that art things can always be learned and it can always be as a hobby, but not as a main work. And so I went into veterinary medicine, cried in front, before every exam and was pretty happy while giving getting A's after all of those exams. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, we have to study for six years here in Estonia. And after my fifth year, when I did my... Uh, um, 
abroad studying in Czech Republic. Uh, I I don't know how the stars align, but I uh, was my mother took me to uh, uh, how how to say wholesaler business lady, and we just started talking, and she was like in in, in a few weeks, and my mother said you you know. Uh, the boss of this firm she was like she really liked you and she wants to offer you a job and i was like crap how would you do a job and a, and the veterinary medicine and she was mm. like like we have a job for a veterinary student like you will do some uh, managing of a pet food uh, brand and uh, it i kind of it took off from there mm. and after i graduated with uh, doing a half part job i uh, i felt like it is uh, very rational to stay in sales because of their higher salary and vets did not get a lot of uh, salary at that time. And with uh, me, there was a lot of graduate graduates. You would not say like, you would not think that there can be a lot, but that year was a lot. Uh, there was like 50 of us with uh, Finnish students. And uh, I kind of stayed in in sales and then got my two little babies and thought, oh, now I will go and be a vet, like a real vet. Uh, and then I kind of noticed that with small children, uh, a flexible schedule is quite a comfortable thing to have. And I've been in sales again for three years and really trying to, you know, I do have some pain because I'm not like this real vet. But on the other hand, the things I do and what I can give to, to the vets and how I can speak for the vets uh, with common folks or with other people, it's, um, I, I think this is my niche and my ability because mm -hmm. I love people, I love talking and I do see and understand different people. Mm. And uh, because of this understanding, uh, I kind of noticed that you do have to have a really good work environment to people so so that people would feel that they want to come to work and i i really tried to put myself in other people's shoes and every time i felt like my life is so hard like this is like two children two do like dogs and husband away all the time and then i heard some stories of my colleagues and i was like nope my life is pretty amazing compared to mm. other ones Mm, and mm. I, I, and again, I felt felt a little bit guilty. Uh, so I, I wanted to do something for them to make their life easier. And even like this small affirmation or compliment or something like when you see a person shining after having a compliment, you, you get such a good feeling that it's it's hard to go back and not do another compliment some other day to a other person. So. Now I'm just trying to figure out some creative way, ways how to help other people to manage with their problems. And I do hope when I have my problems, they will come and help me. But usually I'm, I'm a strong person, so I, I'm not afraid for myself, but I am afraid for other people and but that I, colleagues. I think, I mean, that that what you just mentioned with the with the compliments, uh, I mean, also in the in a clinical environment, environment I mean, there are certain matters of simple conduct between people that I think is just so important. It makes a complete difference between a great day and a really <laughs> bad yes. or shitty day. 
it starts really with sort of when you come to work saying hello or being mm -hmm. greeted back. I mean, it, it's a very simple, basic thing, but sort of uh, uh, that regardless of the um, of your position in the company, um, uh, I mean, it's very interesting. I'm working here at the moment in a, in a, in a clinic with 65 people. Uh, we have some lovely cleaners. One of the greatest guys is a caretaker here. And some of the, the, the head of the clinic here, for example, he's on the list of the, um, of the veterinarians on the website. He's vet number eight, like mm -hmm. every other vet. So it's not the head of the clinic who would not look at, I don't know, some of the minors or something mm -hmm. like that and wants to be addressed in a certain way. No, no, no. This guy is part of the whole team and every mm -hmm. team every team member sort of needs the necessary respect and this starts really with sort of greeting and as you say and 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 uh, and and also then uh, commenting positive noticing commenting on, yeah, yeah noticing, noticing people. if people have done good work uh, if people have done bad work um that's also, I think, quite important, especially for me as a German, mm -hmm. because the thing is, we, we have a habit of being often very negative and want to comment right away how something could be made better or so. But I think and that is something I learned when I was in the UK or worked in the uh, uh, from the UK, uh, that you ask yourself, what's the point at this moment to comment? Mm -hmm. The other person probably knows that this was not the best way to do it or might not be happy themselves. If you add now injury to insult to injury by giving a negative comment, this is not productive. This is not helpful. Then rather hold back and maybe bear in mind and then mention it later or something like that. Mm -hmm. But this sort of positive or this this little sort of feedback that you say here wow that was a brilliant anesthesia thank you very much or what i very often say to the nurses is when they hold a cat very well also and you know that was there was skill involved here to keep mm -hmm. that cat calm then i i quite often say thank you very much for for holding that cat so well that was really not easy and wow well done, well done. Yeah, and, mm. and how big of a difference it will make the next time the same person mm. will hold a cat for you. You know, they will try to do better. And even if you're not really, uh, if you don't like how someone is doing the job, you can still pay them a compliment, but do it in a nice way or like try to help them to do better. Like uh, it's it's uh, if, if uh, someone does something that you don't uh, actually agree with, you can just say that, uh, you can just say like, uh, wow, this is so interesting how you solved it. I would, I would really like to listen about your thoughts about this idea, how you made it. And maybe I can offer some of my ideas and maybe we can learn from each other. And this is like so much better environment to start a discussion with. Not like, oh, you did it not, not you did not do this as I want to. <laughs> you know, it's not I'm sorry, I have to write. 
Yep. And, uh, you have to give another autograph. That's yes, good. yes, yeah. I'm famous in all this your family, fans, you know. Yeah, yeah you're yes. famous in this family. <laughs> yes, yeah. and uh, I, uh, there was a, a good point that you had that I wanted to comment, but I kind of forgot it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. But yes, that I think is quite good. Something that surprised us all, we found very interesting during the conference was you gave some examples sort of how one can sort of break a little bit the mold of the everyday by little unexpected surprises. And that was what we found sort of you, you, you showed us certain things that you had made for every team member or, or, or food you had prepared with, which was not sort of planned. And that, that was right away giving the the whole environment sort of a different context so i don't know if you might like to elaborate a little bit on that yes yes i i it was almost from the start when i came into the firm i noticed that uh, after lunch everyone went for a coffee break and uh, every now and then i heard about like oh i would really love to have something sweet to close up my taste buds and I was like, hmm, that's an interesting thing. And I found a little metal jar and uh, had the text on it. Like I want, the text was, I want something good, but I don't know what it is, box. And I filled it with candy, with biscuits, with sometimes with affirmations and just something for people to have and nibble on if, if they're in the office and want to have something sweet. And the first emotions, I, 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 I think I will remember it for the rest of my life because I just filled the jar no one knew who it was I filled the jar went away and then I had oh my god this is such a good candy who the who did this who did and I was like well they were quite good candies but <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and this emotion was like it was so sincere and so cool that someone took an effort and wrote into the uh, candy box like thank you where did you get those candies from Mm, and uh, mm. and I kind of started to fill the candy jar, and uh, I, I really thought that it was uh, very uh, anonymous. No one actually knew who it was besides me and uh, one of my colleagues who is with me in my same in the same room. And uh, after doing this for approximately, I think half a year, I went to a vacation and uh, came back. The uh, candy jar was full. And there was like, welcome back, uh, welcome back, office fairy. And they also mm. filled all of my drawers with candies and biscuits. So just to chip in with the, yeah. with the cost, because I did it all from my own pocket. And just, it was so nice to see that the people that I've tried to notice, noticed me. But it, I mean, that's, this also shows that it's sort of then, then everybody feels sort of also, um, as part of the team mm -hmm. and and everybody feels well uh, we also have a responsibility to 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 give back the good deed mm -hmm. i think that is always that's always the thing that you have to make possibly expect to make more of an effort than you will get back but you might actually be surprised it's quite often so that you start something and you do a good deed and it comes back three or five or tenfold to you, actually. And, and you even know, actually, don't be, and, but don't sort of hope for it, but don't expect it. And then you're yes. good. If you say, yes. well, I, 
I got a cake for everybody last time and uh, nobody said thank you. If that's your attitude, then it will never work out. So you have to give without any expectation to get anything back. And I think then you might be surprised, actually, if you're not expecting anything, mm -hmm. good things will You'll come. be surprised, yes. And, and many people have asked me, like, why do I do it? Like, why do I put it in from my own pocket like how do I even have time for this and I'm like this is it's not effort to do good for others it makes my workplace so much more joyful and more happier it is an investment in the future in the colleagues and whether it will come back or not I don't care I care for my colleagues that they would feel good and if I do anything, like small things, it's, it's so easy to pay a compliment or write a little note or like just hold the door open for a colleague who is carrying big boxes. It is so easy to do. But unfortunately, it is very easy not to do as well. Mm -hmm. And this is where we have to do a choice, like whether we want to help or not, because there are plenty of colleagues who are like, no. I'm not helping her like and it's, yeah. it's your choice but you're well, not and, being and a good colleague either no and it's also I think it's not good never weigh up if you start with this business okay this is a nice guy he's okay uh, uh she's all right but these are the three they never sort of chip in they never get a hand you can do whatever you like and they well, that's the way it is. But if you start, if you start then saying, well, because three out of the six sort of are uh, are not responding, and I rather than put my good deeds just towards the remaining three or so, and the others are out, then you right away sort of start separating the team. You have to give without mm -hmm. expecting a return. Yes, mm -hmm. and I. I am quite sure that those three who are not chipping in, they have their own reasons for not doing this. And we don't know the reasons. It doesn't mean that those reasons are not uh, like the good reasons. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to take every person as he or she is, whether they are like grumpy or they are happy or sad, there's always a reason why they are like they are. And there might be like some childhood trauma, whatever. And who am I to judge? Like, I'm just trying to make everyone's lives better. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean, over here in Sweden, they have these lovely um, uh, 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 sort of tradition, they call it fika, which is a sort of uh, coffee break during mm -hmm. during work time. Mm, or, well, not during work, well, this can be done anytime, actually. Actually, also, I mean, Yes, if all hell breaks loose and you are flat out, then it's a little bit to fit that in. But if there's a little bit of slack, sort of, then even if it is not a set, so uh, I, I don't know, part of your lunch break or uh, or, or your set breaks, a little bit of uh, a time in between, sit down with a cup of coffee. Have a bit of a chat about something completely non-work related. Off topic, ideally. yeah. Yes, off topic. Try to extract yourself a little bit from the uh, hustle and bustle in the uh, 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 in the clinic. If if you can do that somehow, take a step back and and just for 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 ten minutes, chill and uh, and 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 
ideally really communicate. I mean, what a lot of people do today is they take a cup yeah. of coffee and then and, they yes, are yes, here. Yes, and, yes. And unfortunately, I, I mean, yes, we are also communicating a lot by that means, but the interaction with your co-workers or with your, your colleagues and friends mm -hmm. actually sort of is suffering by that. So mm -hmm. maybe that time is from time to time better spent by putting their mobile phone away and then have a chat with each other. Yeah, because when we are in our mobile phones, we don't really notice what is going out, uh, uh, what is going uh, on around us. And uh, if uh, uh, if you don't pay attention, you might uh, miss the colleague who is in need or a colleague who is in distress, a colleague who is maybe having a really rough time and he he or she only needs for someone to ask, like, is everything okay? Do you need a cookie? Like, do you need to sit down and talk, like, back massage? Like, it's, I, I just see my young colleagues and I am so scared for them because the industry, the veterinary medicine, it is so hard and I see the toll on them. And like with one of my colleagues, uh, I we had a talk. I know that she was going through a really rough time and I, I just had a cake at home, something I baked and I was like, I should take this piece to her with the, a little bit of tea. And I just left it uh, because she was working. I just left it into the fridge. I said like, there's a cake for you in the fridge, just like, I hope you enjoy it. And I actually had no feedback from that uh, for a long time. Not that I was waiting for, but, uh, and uh, it was like maybe two weeks ago, she was like, listen, Julia, I, I listened to this Mind Matter International, your presentation, and I wanted to let you know that this cake helped me a lot because I was on a night shift and I forgot to bring food. So thank you for that. It was amazing. And I was like, <laughs> you know, like it helped mm. and it helped her to get through another night. And I'm so, so grateful if I can do like a small part of this for anyone I know and help. And if we notice each other, we can do some amazing things. Just like notice, ask and do sometimes like you have this feeling that something is wrong. And you yeah. like if you don't really want to see this or deal with this because you have your own things to deal with but sometimes this one kind word to a stranger or to a colleague can make a difference for them it it might even be like a life or death uh, yeah. situation yeah 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 you uh, that what you said i mean with the colleagues mm -hmm. who are not never sort of communicating you don't know what the background is and although there is not direct feedback and a, a, a thank you it might still have made a huge difference for that person. The the British has all have also this nice term which I also I I love uh, the kindness of strangers, mm -hmm. and this is something I mean I have based pretty much my whole life or the way I conduct my life on uh, this belief that um, wherever you are, okay, there are some people you better don't want to meet or, or that, mm. that are not helpful. But then again and again and again, you will find there is someone who has absolutely no benefit from helping you at all, but yet suddenly they give you a helping hand. And if, mm -hmm. I mean, they call it fate, call it, um, uh, yeah, whatever, I, I, sort of luck or something like that. 
but suddenly there are people that that as i said they, they, it's not not good for, i mean this typical situation sort of you are trying to get a uh, a difficult uh, heavy suitcase up the steps of the the underground or something like that mm -hmm. and sure enough somebody is stopping giving you a helping hand or or sees that something a mishap has happened to you and rather than going passing by sort of give you a helping hand with that mm -hmm. and things like that they make they make again sort of sometimes especially the yeah, things that are happening out of the blue they make a huge difference, I think. Mm. I imagine everyone who is listening or watching to this podcast will have at least one time in their life when someone helped them tremendously. Like it was a breaking point and someone helped them. And like, remember that person, thank them in your mind and pass it on. Pass the good deed on and um, see how it makes you feel. When... When, when I have something like that, and then sort of people sort of then sort of reply, okay, sorry, thank you very much for your help. Also, what do you want for this? Also, I mean, this is now not not for carrying a suitcase up, but if, if I sort of, I don't know, hear that somebody needs a helping hand and, and it goes, then my usual reply is, oh, it's getting very, that is getting very expensive. If this favor was not cheap. What I expect from you is that you pass that on to someone else and not only to one person, but to many other people. And if you do that, if you if if, if we all work sort of by that way, so if then only good can come from it. And that should actually life should get better for us all. And because if you return a favor fivefold, then great. I mean, you, you make the mass. It just goes like like this. Okay, this is now theory, sort of. But but it's in a, in any case, sort of think about it the next time. If you like what has just happened to you, then maybe it's not so bad to do it when you are in the situation that you can help somebody without even being asked for. Mm. Yeah, it's a good type of pyramid scheme. Mm, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it it. Normally, it doesn't cost much money unless you help somebody out with some money. Yeah. Sure, some and, money. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite things to do is paying compliments to strangers. Like if <laughs> I, especially men, men are deprived of compliments. And if, if anyone can like do a compliment, it might be the only one they had in a long time. And like when I see a person in a shop in like on a street and they have something that I like they stand up out and they pop like with the hairdo with the how they hold their head or how they just look and I go and sometimes I'm like stepping like around them for a few seconds like trying to find the right angle to, to like because it's it's strange if a stranger comes and pays you a compliment you like you can't really like you don't know how to react on it and usually yeah. The women are like, oh no, I don't look so good. Like the hair is dirty. And, and, and I'm like, you know what? The way you look right now, like you are, you look amazing to me. And I want you to know that. And they're like, oh my God. And like, have a nice day. And if that if that comes from someone from who has is is not a friend or family member who are all subjective, but it comes from a complete outsider who just the, the, the tricky thing is, I mean, especially sort of for someone of my age, if I see, say, someone like you, say, and 
and I would make a compliment. I have to be, it has, I have to be very careful because the compliments can go the wrong way, that they are understood mm -hmm. the wrong way. It's, uh, well, compliment chat up line to something but like you, that. But you don't have to compliment like the appearance. You can just compliment like, I. I love how, how you carry yourself. Like you yeah. look really mm. like the things like with the also with the assistants or with the colleagues, like don't compliment their looks, like the deeds that they do compliment, mm. like, oh, thank you for washing the dishes. Like uh, this is a major help. Or like you said, uh, you kept the cat fixed really nicely or you did really nice anesthesia or like I really love your new yes, hat. Yeah. Although a compliment is, yeah, okay, you know, that's, that's so also a compliment. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just so, I mean, it, it's also, it's a question of what it is directed to. There are certain things that are easier or better to compliment on than. But we have to train ourselves because we're used to doing compliments to people's appearance, not their skills or their achievements. And I think that this is what people really like because I, I, Many people say that I'm really beautiful and I hate that compliment because I'm so much more. Yeah, yes. I might look like good or like yeah. I take care yeah. of myself. Yeah, yeah. but I, I work a lot to be yeah. like this, to achieve the things that I have achieved. And the, the compliment that goes beyond the appearance is uh, so it, it is worth so much more. Well, or the best the best way to reply would possibly be in which way? what exactly is mm -hmm. good or is not good because then you see that that's so easily said oh you're beautiful and mm -hmm. then the beautiful why what what is here beautiful sort of is it just yeah like why elaborate the way on I the compliment it also and then you can actually pretty pretty quickly look through it how how genuine sort of a compliment was hmm? mm -hmm. Another thing is sort of what 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 happens quite often sort of in in sort of general practice is this thing with um, thank you presence from clients. Admittedly, yes. I mean this is this is something I always found uh, it um, it it made me often feel very very good if a client then after a difficult operation or something like that presented me with a bottle of wine or something like that. Mm -hmm. My colleague, uh, female, uh, she was very often, <laughs> uh, not gutted, but she was quite envious because she always got, because she was a woman, she very often got chocolate and mm -hmm. I got the wine and she loved wine. <laughs> and she thought, this is a, what the heck shall have to I ask. do with... Yeah. What shall I do with all these chocolates? Do, do they want me to get fat? Do they want me to get diabetes? <laughs> but this like is again, that. this is something that uh, people are used to giving. And when I go uh, and visit my clients, I always ask them, "What do you want uh, for me to bring you?" And usually, it's something salty or like lunch. Bring lunch. Yeah. No one wants candy. Usually, they have stockpiled the, all the candies and chocolates on the top shelf. They do not use them. Uh, it's like ask what for what they need. And yeah. if they do not say it uh, at the first time, maybe they will say it uh, on the second or third time. It's like asking about the mental health. You might ask ten times, and on eleven times, someone will say that, like you know, it's it's quite hard right now for me. 
and like ask for what people want. And uh, I, uh, just recently I visit a clinic and I ask like, what can I bring you? Uh, like food wise and they're like you know we're all on the diet and veggies or fruit would be nice and I was like oh I have the perfect thing for you and I went with veggies and I did the hummus uh, myself and I just go went into the kitchen peeled the the veggies and dipped it and and that was they were quite uh, I, I think they were quite happy with that and then I met a, a representative of another firm going in with that chocolate chip cookies. And I was like, ah, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> like <laughs> you didn't do your background check. It's, and, no. and it's, it's, I, I imagine how the vets feel if they are brought something they have to be polite for, like they do not want it, but they have to be polite. And it's, it's a convenient uh, place to be. Um, I saw you you do also sort of some some uh, videos, some YouTube videos um, on the things you're you're doing. Unfortunately, I think the majority of them are in Estonian or do, yes. do you do them also in English and what what are they what are they about? Uh, the different videos uh, on YouTube, I usually do the videos in Estonian about the nutrition and different like uh, legends that are going around and whether they are true or not. I do some trainings in English and in Russian as well for my Latvian and Lithuanian colleagues, but all of those videos are hidden you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's like a secret information that I'm giving. Oh, okay. and, uh, and with the conference we just had, we just made some fun videos to like a sketch of uh, what happens in a clinic on a regular basis just to uh, maybe light up the conference mood. So I do love and like to do new things try out the new things and use the social media to like get the word around uh, mm. especially with the uh, acknowledging how hard the work as a veterinarian is and how uh, people the clients can improve the quality of the visit so much if they just do the work with their dogs with their cats if they train the dogs but I think that they do not know that they have to do this because no vet has time to explain it because you have always like 15 minutes, 30 minutes or 45 minutes slots and you have so much to, to tell them about the disease, about the prevention. You do not have the time to talk about the uh, common sense. And this is where I come in and I try to talk to common uh, pet owners about the common sense and how to treat the vets. And I really hope that it will rub off to someone and someone will be a better client to a vet in the future. And maybe it will help this vet not to go nuts. <laughs> Great. Let's hope that, uh, that uh, some of our viewers and listeners have taken some inspiration from this little chat and from, from the ideas sort of, at least sort of we have there so many so many more ideas sort of out there maybe someone would like to comment or maybe somebody would like to to send us ideas for new Fikava vet chats then please do so by emailing us on vetchat at fikava.org or just send a message uh, to our facebook account and uh, uh, let's see what that will result in with future Fikava Vet Chat. So, Julia, thank you very much. Julia and team. Thank you team for inviting. And yeah. team. <laughs>
So thank you very much for, for being there and thank you very much for all the ideas and for all the things you do for other people. Um, and uh, I hope I will see you soon again. Bye-bye yes, then. Me too. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.